In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With me, Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And me, Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I am Emily. And today we have an extra juicy scoop du jour. Very excited for this one. And we'll be rounding it out with a DST win from a gorgeous listener. I'm like nervous for this scoop a bit. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. And it's one that we have not delved into that much. But we will dig in. Basically, Oprah Winfrey of Oprah fame confirms that she uses weight loss medication as a quote-unquote maintenance tool. And she has been losing weight recently. She does this from time to time. She's like one of the most well-known yo-yo dieters out there. For sure. Her and Janet Jackson, I feel like, are always fluctuating. Yeah, well, and also Oprah has been the face of Weight Watchers for many, many years. And she's a very large shareholder in the company. Yes. So, you know, we've seen the commercials and we've seen her on her show, you know, talk about Weight Watchers and talk about points and bring out the wagon of fat. Right. And that, that was, was actually pre Weight Watchers. Yeah, that was a uh, when she tried something called Nutrisystem, I, I believe, mm-hmm. was the wagon of fat. But she talks about her weight a lot. Mm-hmm. She talks about struggling with her weight. And I mean, she's been the subject of a lot of discourse mm-hmm. about her weight for many, many years. And, um, And I just want to start this off by saying we don't want to add to that. No. You know, she did admit to using weight loss drugs and she says she's done with being shamed for her weight. She's done with being shamed for whatever she chooses to do with her own body. And Mm -hmm. we don't want to shame her. That's absolutely not what this is about. We're definitely not trying to pile on at all. We just kind of want to break it down because it is it is something that is in the news. And that yeah. would be something that we speak about. Yeah. And it's very interesting that she's coming out now and um, admitting to using medication. Although I, I will say she didn't say which one. She does behind the paywall, I think. Oh, OK. I think so. Like if you go to Oprah.com and something like that, pay yeah. a monthly fee or yeah. something. Which I've seen other influencers do, too, being like, you've noticed that I look different. Like sign up for Patreon and we'll tell you like what I've been doing. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So th- I mean, not that's, that Oprah is an influencer, but isn't she the original? She actually influencer? is. She's the influencer. Yeah. It's like how God is the creator with a capital C. Mm. That's Oprah. She. Yeah. Her, Oprah's favorite things is like the original. What's in my bag? Absolutely. Absolutely. And get ready. With I me. mean, whatever. She's <laughs> she's she's a true entrepreneur, like any way that she can make an extra buck. But it is kind of funny being like, I'm being fully transparent, but 
pay ten dollars nine ninety nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> to hear what I'm doing in six easy installments. Well, anyway, in this story from People Magazine, she did not admit what drugs she has been using. So earlier this year, Oprah actually participated in a panel discussion with medical experts, including someone from Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. That was back in July, and she had expressed during that chat that she believed turning to meds was taking the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people criticized her for that terminology um, because, you know, taking Ozempic or or Wagovi or Manjaro or any of these medications, it's not like um, a magic pill, although some people will have you believe it is. It's it's you still need to change your lifestyle. And yeah, so, you know, and but, there are side effects. So not necessarily course, the easiest sometimes. Of course. Um, so in this article, she says, I had the biggest aha along with many people in that audience. Um I realized I'd been blaming myself all these years for being overweight, and I have a predisposition that no amount of willpower is going to control. Right. And then she goes on to use the word that we don't love. She adds, obesity is a disease. It's not about willpower. It's about the brain. Which, wait, what? <laughs> isn't isn't the brain, like... I would say it's about the body or genetics or like if that's the point that you're trying to make. Yeah. But if you're saying it's not about willpower, it's about the brain. Like, well, your brain is where your willpower comes from. Well, you know, I think what she's implying is that it's an addiction. I think when Uh. she says disease, I think she's using it synonymously with an addiction. Like Mm -hmm. she has a a food addiction. Mm -hmm. And this is something that, I mean, I've spoken to you about this. I'm still sorting through my own thoughts about this Mm -hmm. um, because I don't believe that food addiction is real. Yeah. I don't believe that. um, I'm not sure. I I don't know. I don't believe that somebody is born and they're just addicted to food or predisposed to an addiction for food. I think it's, it's, we are taught to restrict our food or to feel badly about eating certain things. And there are certain people that due to other stressors in their life or just purely based on restriction and years of chronic dieting, they will be more inclined to feel addicted to Mm -hmm. food. But I don't think it's the same thing as being addicted to drugs or alcohol. Just my personal opinion. Right. And also just her using the word obesity in the first place. I'm like, okay, A, don't love that. But B, I don't think the majority of the time that we've seen Oprah, she would even fall into what that category was deemed as, you know, like she definitely, yes, she has been bullied for her looks as a woman in Hollywood. Like I can't even imagine the misogynoir, like all of this shit that like we could never even um, imagine Mm -hmm. or like Especially through the 90s. Especially through the 90s. But just looking at her body, like I think the majority of time, like she she doesn't fall into that quote unquote diseased category. She does yo-yo a lot. And I didn't mean to say that in a disrespectful way. I actually used to look at her and Janet Jackson and be like, oh, like I kind of find some solace in that because I yo-yo a lot. Yeah. And okay, so it makes it look like it's more normal. It's Something that will happen when you are constantly restricting and then binging. Yeah. And what we were talking about earlier is like, maybe she's just trying to be less than her set point. And maybe it would be beneficial to just 
eat intuitively because that's the thing that stops yo-yoing. Yeah. And I don't know if she's ever tried it, but it's you're so right. I mean, a lot of the times that she's been bullied for the way that she looks or for her body size, she's really only been TV fat. And when I say that, I mean, like above the, quote, acceptable weight for people on TV at that time, you know, but she really wasn't fat the whole time. It, I think that her sense of what is the right or correct weight that she should be is definitely skewed. But also there's so many levels of uh, body size before you get to quote unquote obese. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I like think I'm it's... really just trying to think back to a, a point where I was like, okay, she falls under that category. I don't know. I don't know. I think she probably has a certain point, but you know, it's it's not worth analyzing it per se. Right. Um, she did say her goal weight now is 160, which is well, well below what would be in that range. But you know, we don't even need to dwell on that. Yeah. But I, she does say it was public sport to make fun of me for 25 years. Um, I have been blamed and shamed and I blamed and shamed myself. And I'm like, okay, that's mean. Like people saying that about you is mean and it, but it doesn't mean that you need to change your body size to accommodate them. I know it's easier because people will be less mean to you. They, they just are in unfortunately like the world that we live in. They will applaud you when you lose weight. They'll, oh, what are you doing? And we're, we love it. And now like we think you're gorgeous and stuff. But like, do you have to accommodate every mean thing that's ever said to you? Like if somebody is getting shamed for being gay and there is a drug that will make you unbe gay, would you know be gay be straight? <laughs> Do you have to take that drug or could you just say, "Well, I like myself and you are a person that means nothing to me?" Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, what you're describing now and what she's describing is weight stigma. Yeah. Um, and it's been shown. And she blamed and shamed herself. Like, right. She had internalized fat phobia, but also she, like, you don't need to shame yourself for weighing a certain amount. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, this is why it's so tricky to talk about. It's because we we live in a culture that does shame people, you know? So it's like, it's so not her fault. It's so not her fault that that is the culture that we live in. But we also live in a homophobic culture and not that these things are the same at all, but it's like, if nobody ever told you the thing that you are is wrong, would you feel that way? Ooh, deep question. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know. well, now she's talking about the way that she uses this medication. She mm-hmm. says that she is not using it for weight loss. She's using it for weight management. I now use it as I feel I need it as a tool to manage not yo-yoing. The fact that there's a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier. See, she's equating health with weight. Right. In my lifetime feels like relief, feels like redemption, like a gift and not something to hide behind and once again be ridiculed for. And that's another thing, too, is I don't I don't want to shame anybody who's on this stuff because people genuinely do feel better and that people are nicer to them. Like I was telling you, I ran into a friend who was telling me she was taking it and I didn't know how to react because I didn't want to say you shouldn't do that. Yeah. But also but I you also didn't want to say, well, you look so great. You know, like congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> I'm happy when people are happy. I just wish that the source wasn't necessarily there. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. And again, I will say she's like, this is a tool to manage yo-yoing. 
fucking intuitive eating also helps manage not yo-yoing. Yeah, like this this is where the it starts getting really muddy to me because we're talking about something that will prevent you from yo-yoing and I've heard I've heard this said a lot that it quiets the food noise. Mm-hmm. There was a quote in here that said she took the medication before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Quote Because I knew I was going to have two solid weeks of eating, she says. And instead of gaining eight pounds like I did last year, I gained half a pound. It quiets the food noise. So does she only take it on certain months? Well, see, that's what's a bit fuzzy. It seems like she's not taking it every day. It seems like she's picking and choosing. Like is it me with Adderall in college that I'm like, it's time for finals. Literally. Let me take this drug I've never experienced before. That's exactly what she's describing right now, which I mean, I I guess you could do. I, I don't know if that's really the correct way to use it. I can't really speak on that. But this really resonated with me because People say all the time, you know, Thanksgiving is so hard because you go nuts. I think the reason why we go nuts is because we build it up so much in our head. And oftentimes we try to restrict beforehand because we know that it's a big eating holiday. I go nuts because I know that that meal specifically will never be available again. Well, that's true. Like all the sides and all All the the pumpkin pies. Nobody ever makes you a turkey. That's impossible. Although, although, like, you could make a turkey. You could go buy a turkey. But, yeah. like, no, I get what you're saying. But I I feel but like... like stuffing? Like, can you buy store-bought stuffing you know what? without... That is so funny that you said that because I was talking to someone about this the other day. Why don't we have stuffing as a side dish around. for other things? Everybody loves it's it. It's so good. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. I'm going to bring stuffing to every occasion. I don't even fucking care. Fourth of July, bringing stuffing. If anybody knows where they sell, like, ready-made, like, microwavable stuffing, like, that's what I want. Well, I'm pretty sure... They have a mix that you can buy that's fairly easy. But then I again, don't want a mix. But then again, mm-hmm. it's better if it's inside the bird. Mm. Do you agree? I guess. Like the stuffing is better <laughs> when it's actually stuffed. Anyway, we oh, digress. I don't care, actually. No. You don't care? No. I always prefer the one that's inside the bird. But we digress. Well, I wonder what Oprah's favorite stuffing is. I would love to know. Oprah, weigh in. Weigh in. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. 
Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This is like what really confuses me because I have heard many people say this about Ozempic, that it quiets the food noise. Yeah. It quiets that voice that tells you to keep eating. But here's the thing, and I'm, again, speaking from personal experience, I used to be a binge eater. I used to, when I wanted ice cream, I would go to the grocery store and I would get an Edie's half gallon mint chocolate chip ice cream box and I would eat the entire fucking thing. I never had a limit. I was always hungry. There was always that voice inside telling me not to eat. The thing that quieted the food noise for me was when I stopped restricting, when mm -hmm. I stopped trying to diet, when I stopped telling myself these foods are good and these foods are bad. That was the only thing that that neutralized it for me. And once again, like it's not 
easy to do. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not a um, quick fix. It takes many years to perfect that and to like really get in tune and truly believe it. But I don't think that taking a drug is necessarily the, the best way or the only way to quiet that noise. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, um, if I was offered that drug at the time, I, I think I probably would I have taken it. I think you would have it. taken it, yeah. And I think I would have been really thankful for it mm -hmm. the way that she says she's thankful for it. However, I would have never really learned how to tune into my body the way that I'm able to now. And I would have had to stay on that medication for my whole life. Yeah. So what this reminds me of is that it's like, oh, it quiets it. It reminds me of the two weeks uh, of non-smoking the first time I did it and the mm -hmm. second time I did it where it was like, ugh, I'm just like, like I'm hungry, but I'm like repulsed by food, you know? Yeah. And I told you this when it was happening that I was like, I have to not get used to this. I have to not be like, oh, I like this and I want this to continue because I know that what I'm trying to achieve is listening to her, as Lauren says, listening to mm -hmm. my body and getting in touch with her where I feel like this separates you a little bit from like what your body is saying. Again, neither of us have taken this. We don't know how yeah, we're just feels. going off we're not of what people are saying. But we're, yeah, like, or even what she's saying, it quiets the food noise. Sometimes the food noise is there because your body is telling you I'm in a deficit and I need more. Yeah. And even if it's not like a physical need, it could just be the guilt and shame that you feel, which she clearly feels. Yeah. And like, also, but what happens when you get off of it and you're completely like unaligned with what your body is saying and you don't know what cues to take and what not to? I think that you would be fucked. I think you'd be I, fucked. I think the only way to maintain this, it's the same as the only way to maintain the weight that you lose on an extreme diet is to stay on that diet forever. Yeah. The only way to maintain what you have gained from Ozempic or lost, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> is to stay on it forever. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, is that a bad thing necessarily? No, but it is a, a very expensive drug. I mean, Oprah can afford it, but not yeah. everybody can. It's not covered by insurance for weight loss. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not the most accessible thing. And I, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know how beneficial it is to be, telling people like, no, you're a food addict. So this drug will cure your food addiction because I don't yeah. think food addiction is a real thing. And what's so interesting too is she said, I was actually recommending it to people long before I was on it myself. Yeah, I found that interesting which too. Which I was like, why? And I, I, I did like, you know, like everything yeah. she she's recommended, she's usually like, these are my favorite things. But then this other thing, she's like, I don't like it, but it could be good for you. And I'm like, why? And I think what you mentioned earlier, that she is a huge stakeholder in Weight Watchers, could be the reason why, because mm. they have started recommending it. Yeah, she's like a traveling salesman. Like this panel that we're talking about earlier, it, it was on weight, but it included a Weight Watchers person. Like, And I was saying this to you, if you go on her website, like there are a lot of articles that are saying the right things. Like what not to say to your friend if she's lost weight or... Um, which we love. Yeah. Like a bunch of things that like are very in line with the things that we talk about, but then there's like this quick turnaround 
or, or even like an article that Weight Watchers released that in that statement being like, it's not your fault, mm-hmm. you know, but then the quick turn of, but here's what you can do to fix it. You <laughs> disgusting human. Right. Uh, not that they're saying anyone's disgusting, but they're basically saying it's still, it's not your, it's not your fault, but there's still something about you that needs fixing. Yeah. They're, they're implying that your body size is is a disease, is a disease that needs to be fixed. And like, I just don't, I I just don't, but maybe that's why she was recommending it because she was like, oh, well they, this is part of that business now. So I can recommend it to other people. Yeah. But then also so interesting that this woman and this interesting and sad that this woman has been shamed so much for her body that she won't even take the thing until it was less stigmatized. Mm-hmm. One of the most powerful women in the world can't make this decision initially. And I'm not saying her decisions right or wrong, whatever her decisions are her decisions, but to, to be recommending it to other people before doing it yourself. I just had some pause. Yeah. Yeah. She also, she said that she's doing this in conjunction with, you know, living an overall, quote, healthier Healthier lifestyle. lifestyle. Um, She says, I eat my last meal at four o'clock. She probably goes to bed at 425. That would make more sense to me. (laughs) Honestly, because I I can see her waking up like super early to like start the day. Like 4 a.m. Exactly. And then going to bed at 4 p.m. Yeah. That's funny. I drink a gallon of water a day, she says, and I use the Weight Watchers principles of counting points. Do we believe her? I mean, I don't know. This is the thing. It's like it's all money that is ending up in her pocket. Yeah. This is why, like, I don't know how much we can even believe any of this shit. Like, I'm taking the weight loss drugs as a maintenance tool, but I'm also counting points. She needs to remind us that counting points is still it's still important it's because still it's important. part of this business that I'm a part of. Like, didn't Weight Watchers already admit that? They did. Points doesn't fucking work. They did. She wasn't at the business dinner where they talked about that. That's the issue. She was sleeping. I keep stopping before this quote is done. She says, I had an awareness of weight loss medications, but I felt I had to prove that I had the willpower to do it. I now no longer feel that way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's not about willpower. It's absolutely not about willpower. It is about restriction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the way that we've all been taught to restrict as much as possible is really backfiring on us. So we need to resort to taking these drugs that change your brain and your body. I wish somebody we could like just slingshot an intuitive eating coach to like Oprah's soundstage. Yeah. But the thing is like Oprah's definitely heard of intuitive eating. Like how, how would she not? Because sometimes people are out of touch true like and yeah i'm like how could oprah be out of touch no but like sometimes people also don't want to take a tough road you know if if you're yeah, presented no. with a quick fix versus like a oh my god change your entire mindset no i know i know and it is hard i'm, I'm not trying to downplay that it does take a long time and it is hard but like i said I cannot remember a time that Oprah was not talking about her weight, Mm -hmm. that she was not talking about being on Weight Watchers, that she was not talking about being on a diet. But they already got her before the intuitive eating people like rose up. and. Yeah, I I mean, that's fair. It's just like in the amount of time that she's been yo-yoing and clearly very unhappy about it, Mm -hmm. she could have been having an experience and like an education getting to know her, her own body and her own triggers. and, And yes, it's hard, but... I don't know. I just feel like she might be happier if she did that. Yeah. Um, eating your last meal at four o'clock is not realistic for most people. 
I don't even really know why she said that, to be honest. But on the topic of addiction, addiction, food addiction, Ozempic quieting the food noise, I did find some interesting study, well, not studies, but some interesting anecdotal evidence from people. Um, Some patients have reported that since being prescribed medication for weight loss, they've seen an improvement in other addictive behaviors such as smoking cigarettes and abusing alcohol. And by the way, drug makers have not run any official trials, but based on anecdotal evidence, it does seem that semaglutides can impact the brain and assist with regulating addictive tendencies. Which I'm like, oh my God, should I go on Ozempi to stop vaping? Well, here's the thing. They need to run more studies for sure. They absolutely do because we may have just stumbled upon an anti-addiction drug. But again, what happens when you go off of this drug? Well, then you're back to being an addict. Then you're back. Yes, but- And you haven't learned like the self-soothing- things or like uh, no a hundred percent but but I think if it truly did help with alcohol addiction or nicotine addiction mm-hmm. or drug addiction I think wow what a useful thing to yeah, actually- maybe it would actually be helpful because then you don't have like the withdrawal symptoms because you're mm-hmm. off of it for such a long time but yeah then- like if there's any validity to this I think it definitely needs to be looked into I just I, I for I just don't feel the same way about it treating food addiction or binge eating because food addiction is just not the same as alcohol addiction or drug addiction because you need food. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's because like your behavior and the way that you see food has been fucked up at some point throughout your life. Yeah. I don't think it's because you're actually addicted to the substance the way that you are with alcohol or nicotine or drugs. Do you know what I was thinking too? What? Does it cure love addiction? Oh, like, or sex addiction? You, yeah, no, but like, do you know how much of a dopamine hit you get when you have a crush? Yeah. You know, like. No, yeah, and people. Are you people just like, like so much more chill? That I, I know people who legit could use that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you could just shoot up instead of texting your ex. Yeah. And yes, I did just say shoot up, but in this case. It's shoot in, right? Well, shoot up is like implying you're heroin. doing heroin or something. No, but we're saying it's still, isn't it still a shot? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. shoot in. Shoot shoot in. But I, I mean, I was I was very limerent. If you guys haven't learned what limerence is. Yeah, look I'm it up. I'm a massive limerent. And I'm like, oh, I could could semi-glutides make love addiction a thing of the past? Maybe. I, I legit think they should look into this. If this is what people are reporting. Um, so, But also this, it would suck for the people in the studies if they're just like getting constipated. For <laughs> like, no reason. Yeah. And they're still texting their ex. Yeah. They're like, I don't even feel well enough to go out, but I need this fix. <laughs> um, this is according to an article in The Atlantic about... Uh, the use of semaglutide for addiction. Experts now believe GLP-1 semaglutide affects more than just the pancreas. It also seems to reach and act directly on the brain. The fact that these drugs work on the level of the brain as well as the gut suggests that they can suppress the urge for other things too, other things other than food. Unhealthy men. Yeah, we hope. Um, Oh my God, can you imagine? We all go on semaglutide. We have a nation of lesbians. Can you imagine a better world to live in? Well, I mean, you'd still have lesbians love bombing each other. That's, that's, we would just, no, but we we would have a nation of people who are just like, I'm good. 
Yeah. Like I'm fine just, on my own. Or just healthy relationships just healthy relationships. that are building slowly and not because of addiction. Yeah, Slow and like, love. like we don't have the anxious avoidance. No. We don't have the whatever the other thing is. Yeah, uh, disorganized. We just have like secure attachments. Mm-hmm. That would be lovely. That would be cute. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com betches. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, this is what I wanted to touch on. So in particular, glucagon-like peptide, I hope I'm saying that right, analogs affect dopamine pathways in the brain, aka the reward circuitry. So in people with addiction, this process in the brain shifts as a consequence or cause of their addiction. Mm. They have, for example, fewer dopamine receptors in part of the brain's reward pathway. So the same reward may bring less pleasure. Essentially, the subject loses interest in the thing that they feel addicted to because they're not experiencing the dopamine hit from it that they normally would. I wrote down again, what about for crushes? Yeah, you, I'm, I was just reading Remy's note that said, what about crushes? <laughs> I know. Okay, so once again, I do think this should be looked into further. But even if this is true, I'm still not convinced that that's the ideal way. No, you need to develop coping mechanisms. Yeah. And, and eventually people do grow out of limerence with enough therapy and like again 
most people don't have the funds to stay on this. If, it, if it's not covered for weight loss, it's not covered for crushes. <laughs> yeah, we can only dream. But you can't stay on it for the rest of your life. And then the second you get off, like you fall in love with like the first avoidant person that like gives you any non-attention. Right. Right. Like you've been using this for years and then all of a sudden you're cheating on your husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you go if, off the medication. If it is helping for alcohol addiction or drug addiction, that's amazing. Okay. It will separate you for a few months so you won't have to go through that withdrawal time. But then what about going to bars and what about peer pressure? And what about if you smell it on the street? Like there are things that you haven't worked through yet. Yeah. Probably. So I guess in that case, it, it would be best used as a management tool, yeah. like as a supplement, like kind of what we've been saying in, in tandem addition, with therapy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, a, a 12 step program yeah. or whatever else you want to whatever pathway you want to take, whatever neural pathway you want to take. Yeah. But I mean, once again, very interesting. I do want to say I'm happy that she's being honest about it. I love that. I, I love that people are actually talking about it now because there was that really weird gray area time that like we knew people were on it, but they were too either too embarrassed well, or like- It's because it swung one way so hard that people who were taking it were saying it very proudly and brazenly. And then it had this air of like, and you should be too. Mm. And now it's more back to the middle of, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm just telling you. Say what you want. Say what you want. But again, as we've said, she's not just saying this is what I'm doing. She's also referred other people to it. Right. As a management tool. As a management tool. This is another thing. Like, I don't even know how effective this would be as a management tool if you're taking it <laughs> in the way that, as you said, like taking Adderall before your finals. Like, yeah. I don't know how effective no, that. That's not how you're supposed to take any medication. Yeah, it's a little odd. It's a little odd. I, I, I need more info. Also. No, I think a lot of people just need more info on it. It's it's a fairly newer drug, most of these. Yeah. And so more studies would be good. But again, ugh, who's going to sign up for that with the constipation? I know. And, and not everybody experiences that. But again, this is another thing I was thinking of when Dr. Alexis was on. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, you know, there haven't been any long-term studies. The longest studies have been maybe about six months. But we're telling people to stay on it for their whole lives. Right. So there's that seems problematic. There needs to be like another option for like if you do want to go off of it, how are you not going to swing to the other side? Yeah. But again, thanks for telling us the truth, Oprah. Yeah, we love you. We love you. And we're sorry people have been so mean. Yeah, it sucks. It royally sucks. And I wish you the best on your journey. And I hope that we're not contributing to the meanness. We just I don't think we're being mean. Our Virgos who are curious. Yeah, I think we're just being curious. You're allowed to have opinions. Like, I don't think we're being mean, you know? Yeah. Do we want to round it out with this DST win? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let you take it away. Oh, really? Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Remy and Emily. Hello. I've been on the journey of body acceptance for a few years now, and I had a big DST win recently that I wanted to share. For the past year, I have worked hard to eat without planning meals around weight loss, and I've been moving my body for the fun of it and for my mental health rather than for changing the shape of my body. Love it. Many people worry that with intuitive eating comes endless weight gain, but I had to weigh myself for medical purposes after a year of not stepping on the scale, and I discovered that I weigh exactly the same as I did a year ago when I was weighed at the doctor's office. 
Rather than spiraling into dieting thoughts and behaviors, this reinforced for me that my body knows what it's doing and will keep me in equilibrium if I just give up control and focus on what makes me feel good. Thank you for your continued advice and vulnerability on the podcast. It's really helped me on this journey. Sincerely trusting the process, Betch. Cutie. So cute. So proud. I love this DST win. This is actually Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Oprah's telling us the truth here. I want to tell you, um, congrats. Yeah, huge congrats. It's really huge. And what a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, what a nice feeling to just have it reinforced that, like, yeah. listening to your body is the, is the answer. And listening to this podcast. And listening to this <laughs> podcast. You can listen to both at the same time. Yeah. I really love this. And yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad, like, this part that you stayed exactly the same and you didn't spiral into dieting thoughts. Like, for me, staying the same is the best. Like, that that it's the best evidence that mm-hmm. intuitive eating works. Yeah, and, and that, I also just love that you haven't stepped on a scale in that time. Yeah. Like that shows we're talking about willpower. That shows really good willpower because uh, s- scale stepping is something that I feel like has been ingrained into me and whenever I see a scale, it takes a lot to not get on it Do and let it You have one at home? Um my dad has one in his room, but okay. I rarely go in there. Yeah, I could see that. It's in his bathroom. Yeah, so it's only when I'm in somebody else's house and mm-hmm. they have one, because obviously I don't have one. Yeah. But then, you know, you know what? I'm wrong, because also at the gym they have one. Right. And that's tempting also. And sometimes in hotel rooms. Yes, oh my God. And sometimes my my brain says, get on and just see. Yeah, same. And, no, and I know that no matter what the number is, it's going to send me into a spiral. So I'm just, I'm so proud of this person for not getting on the scales. Seriously. And then when you finally did, not letting it derail you. Yeah. And um, and for yeah. anybody who struggles with being tempted by the scale, this is a mantra that you can keep in mind. This actually really helped me. Why would I get on the scale when if my I, pants fit. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, it's nothing to do with, it's just, it's like ab- about how it makes you feel. So it's, yeah. you tell yourself, why would I get on the scale when I could just walk barefoot on some glass and feel the same way? <laughs> and that's what you tell yourself because you're not going to feel good after, like no matter what it says, yeah. it's just going to make you think toxic thoughts. If, if you... Like if you lost a lot of weight and you perceive that as good, you're just going to think like, oh, how can I keep this up? You know what I mean? Like there is no positive outcome. You're just going to feel like you're bleeding afterwards. So just don't. Yeah. And I was semi-joking. Like when, if your pants don't fit, that's okay too. But my thing is, is if you're fitting into the same clothes that you've been wearing every day, like what are you doing? You're roughly the same. You're in your set point range. You don't need to um, obsess over the minutia. Yeah. We don't need to obsess over the number. And everybody says this, but it's 100% true. It is extremely normal based on water retention, bathroom habits, things that you ate that day, stress, where you are in your menstrual cycle to fluctuate like up to 10 pounds, you know, like throughout the month. It's really it's actually counterproductive to weigh yourself because you're not getting any relevant data. Yeah. 
Thank you for writing. You're amazing. We're so yeah. proud of you. I love it. And Oprah, again, we love you too. Please <laughs> send us stuff. Come on this podcast. <laughs> Come on this podcast. You guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Yes. And follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And while you're at it, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. And of course, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Lauren Hope Crass. Editing by Rebecca Steinberg. Social media by Lauren Hope Crass. And guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.